The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Join now and mybookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SGP50 to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only app that puts all the knowledge you need to make smart bets in the palm of your hand. Access line movement and public betting trends in real time and track your picks by using their My Picks feature. So head over to betql.co where you can download it for free. And finally, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark provides you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with data-driven editorial content. So make sure you follow Oddshark on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. Hey guys, this is World Cup 247 here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is available on Twitter at SGP Network. That's at SGP Network. We are coming up to the World Cup semifinals. We went 100% with our quarterfinal picks, nailing all four teams to qualify, France, Belgium, England, and Croatia. Uh, France went under two and a half goals. Uh, Belgium beat Brazil. That was the big dog of the round. France and England was the lock double. England looked brilliant against Sweden. There's euphoria here. Um, people are very, very confident that we're going to get to the final. Everybody's singing it's coming home. A massively good feeling here in England. And it should be after that win against Sweden. We went for the under two and a half goals and we correct. And I went for Croatia to be in the semi-final. So that sets up England, Croatia and France versus Belgium. Things start out tomorrow with France versus Belgium. So we're going to look at the odds here for that. France are 6-4 to four to win this game. It's 9-4 to four that we get a draw, and it's 21-10 to 10 on Belgium to win. These are 90 minutes prices. Qualification prices, 8-11 to 11 France, 11-10 to 10 Belgium. And if you look at the outrights here for the World Cup overall, you have um, France as the favourites now to win, to win the World Cup. Um, it's not really surprising seeing as they have... Um, the best team in this competition. If you look at the first 11s, France two to one, England five to two, Belgium eleven to four, and Croatia nine to two. So if we look at um, the game again, as I said, Belgium versus France. Um, yeah, France the best team on paper, but probably not the best squad. As we saw, Belgium bought in their second team and managed to beat England. Um, France have also got the the name. Uh, the name recognition as well in terms of the fact that they are a more successful um, country in the past in terms of World Cups and European Championships. They are former world champions and uh, only France and England are the, are the only two that are left here so who can win the World Cup um, for a, an additional time. Belgium and Croatia will be new winners if they manage to pull it off. But will they? That is the question. Can Belgium put it together 
against the French. They have the world-class players to do it. Lukaku, Hazard and Kevin De Bruyne would all get into the France team, as I think would Toby Alderweireld. But that's that's the thing. That's it. Normally, when Belgium are playing, you would have six or seven players that would get in. That's why I picked Brazil. I picked Brazil because I categorically came in here. That's sorry. That's why I picked Belgium to beat Brazil. Let me rephrase that. I categorically picked Belgium to beat Brazil because I could see on paper that six or seven of the Belgian players would walk into the Brazil team. And to have Brazil as the favourites made no sense whatsoever. We don't really have that here. I looked through it earlier on today and I narrowly gave the edge six players to five to France and they are narrowly favourites. So this is priced up correctly. But if the world-class players on the Belgian team function, Kevin De Bruyne... Eden Hazard and Romelu Lukaku are the are the best three players on this pitch on their day. And don't get me wrong, I rate Anton Griezmann, I rate Paul Pogba, but both of them are inconsistent. Griezmann can go missing on games. And as for Kylian Mbappe, and Kylian Mbappe will be the best player in the world, whether he takes that label after this World Cup because if France go and win this World Cup you know that they're going to end up giving him the golden ball um, he's going to be close to being a top scorer because I don't think he's going to finish on three if France go much further in this competition well there's only one more game to go but if France make the final I think Kylian Mbappe is going to have to make a big contribution either in this game or the next or maybe even both but um yeah, I just think that coming off the seasons that they've had, De Bruyne, Hazard and Lukaku have been excellent. Um, it's really, really hard to call. This is the the toughest game, I think, of of the championship so far because every single game I've had a lean, be it right or wrong. I mean, obviously, going back to games where Germany lost to Mexico or Germany lost to Korea, you would have a strong lean for Germany, not only to win, but to beat the handicaps on those games. Um, and obviously in the last round, I ended up picking all of the quarterfinalists because I just felt strongly about all of those selections here. I have absolutely no idea. It's it's the two teams match up absolutely perfectly. All their formations are different. One's one's a very, very old school four, four, two, although he plays it as a diamond. That's the French team. Belgium are a very, very modernized, uh, Three one three, uh, three one three one three, uh, three three one three three. That that adds up to eleven. Yeah, or, or I mean, but but see what I mean? It's like complete variations of that as well because three three one three three can become three five two quite easily in that Belgian team, or it could be three four three, or it could be three four one two. If you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, if 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 you're Americans and new to this, I'm talking formations and going into this game, what Belgium will probably do is set up with three center backs at the back, two wing backs who are the old full backs and a holding midfielder sitting in front of the back four, um, a central midfielder in the middle, which will probably be Kevin De Bruyne. And then two wingers and a striker. So that's how you get the 3-1-3-3, three, 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 which is what Belgium play. France play a very basic 4-4-2, four, four, which is four defenders across the back, two fullbacks and two centre-backs, a holding midfielder, two wide midfielders, an anchor man sitting in front and two strikers. That's how you get the 4-4-2. Four, four, um, this is a very... 
It's going to be a very technical game. Uh, it's very tough to call. Um, I'm stalling for a pick because I don't have one um, in terms of that. I, I think there's a chance that the game could be decided on penalties. I think five to one is a good chance there. I think there's a there's a chance that the game could be a draw. Uh, that's that's nine to four. My official pick is going to be both teams to score. I just don't see how they don't. Let's let's look at the players on the pitch: Mbappe, Griezmann. Juru, Pogba, De Bruyne, Lukaku, Hazard. Both teams to score in this game is 10 to 11. Both teams not to score in this game is 10 to 11. Can Belgium score against France in 90 minutes? Yes. Can France score against Belgium? 100%. Belgium have let in goals all over the place. They conceded against um, Tunisia. Uh, they conceded two goals against Japan. They conceded two against Tunisia, actually. Um, and um, they ended up conceding against Brazil when they looked really comfortable. And that was a really, really uncomfortable final 20 minutes in that quarterfinal. I was sweating that out. And in the end, luckily, the underdog cash. I hope you guys got in on that because I, it wasn't a soft lean. It was a massive lean on an underdog. And it was fully broken down for you guys as to why I felt Belgium could knock out Brazil. So I, I hope that you guys landed the the sufficient units on that one. Um, on this one, both teams to score minus 110 has to be the bet. I think just enjoy this one. Hope for an attacking game. Hope it's close. Once both teams score, hopefully it happens as early as possible. Uh, you can simply relax and then just enjoy seeing who goes to the final. And if you want to have a small bet on the penalty shootout, then that should keep you interested all the way through to 120 minutes. But really, really tough call. If I'm going to go for one, I'm just going to go for Belgium because they've beaten a better team than France already in Brazil. Um, this is, funnily enough... Uh, a battle between the two bottle job managers. Didier Deschamps blew the European Championships in France, losing somehow to a Portugal team without Cristiano Ronaldo when it was all set up for France to win. And Belgium just notoriously throw things away. The only thing reason I'm picking Belgium in this game is because they now have nothing to lose. They would have had a bad tournament if they lost to Japan, but they managed to escape. They were expected to lose to Brazil, but they progressed. And anything Belgium do past that Brazil game is is um, is a successful tournament. The pressure's off. The whole golden generation thing and are Belgium going to fail again is off. Just like England, Belgium can't fail in this tournament anymore and neither can anybody. All four of these teams, Croatia and England have exceeded themselves as of Belgium because they, they knew that they were going to go up against Brazil. France are exactly where they need to be. So I think France are the only ones here on expectation Belgium, Croatia and England can all be completely relaxed and have reached expectation, which is why I think you may see open games in these semifinals. Moving on to the second one, England versus Croatia, 90 minute prices. Croatia are five to two. The draw is 21 to 10 and England rather stupidly are putting at 11 to eight in a game that I am calling a complete and utter toss up. The, the teams on paper are very, very evenly matched. Yes, England have had standout players in this competition because people have played out of their skin. People like Harry Maguire and Kieran Trippier have been amazing. They've literally played out of their skin. They've played better than I've ever seen them play in the Premier League. And they, they're good Premier League performers. Like Harry Maguire 
maybe looking at a move for over 60 million. Um, he's been that good. But let's not overlook what everybody's done. Jordan Pickford's been great in goal. Carl Walker has been good at that centre-back position. Ashley Young's been decent at left wing-back. Uh, Dele Alli may now be ready to make an impact on his tournament after scoring a goal, and, and it looks like he may have overcome injuries. Even Jordan Henderson's been decent. Harry Kane is obviously the top scorer in the tournament. Jesse Lingard has scored. Um, if anybody's been disappointing, I would say it's Raheem Sterling, who desperately needs a goal. But other than that, player for player, England have been better. Croatia started as the best team to watch in this tournament. They look strong. They destroyed Argentina, but they've literally now rode their luck all the way here to the semi-final with not one, but two penalty shootouts. And the odds for them to be involved in penalties again, uh, it's nine to two. And uh, for Croatia to win on penalties, it's nine to one, which is the same price as it is as England. I think if England lose this game, it will be on a penalty shootout. So what I would recommend here is some kind of bet on England and um, hedge out of that bet immediately with the penalty shootout. So you can take England to qualify at, um, at minus 150, but you can hedge out on the side with nine to one penalties. Um, I nine to one um, Croatia to win on penalties. I can't see anything here, but England qualifying, but because Croatia, as I said, have lucked it all the way here and England looked really good in their last game. But the difference is, is that England fail to perform when the pressure's on. Now the media are completely behind them. Now everybody's watching this world cup. 25 million people are, are beginning to tune in. That's, that's nearly one in two in this country. So, the expectation, which hasn't been there throughout the entire tournament, is now there. And that's notoriously where England fail. So I am concerned about this match. I'm not I'm not saying here categorically that England are going to be in the World Cup final. And we are just waiting for France and Belgium. Reason being, Mandzukic, Rakitic, Luka Modric. These are world-class players here in this Croatia team. And although none of those players are fired in these um, in his last 16 rounds, uh, Croatia have been saved by their goalkeeper. And I don't just mean the penalty shootouts. I mean against Denmark as well. It was the goalkeeper that, that kept Croatia in this World Cup in multiple occasions. But I think luck could be running out because I would also think that England would be a more competitive team to go up against in a final. I do think the winner is going to come from the other game. Unfortunately, I, I do think that France and Belgium are the two strongest teams left. However, I think England just with the pure passion alone and, and how these players have performed out of this game will give either one of them a much better game than Croatia will. I think Croatia have rode their luck all the way here. Haven't looked good since they beat Argentina. And uh, I think that they will be, they're in the final and will put out a very disappointing performance where I think they could be one of those teams that get there and try and hold hold back and part of the bus and hit on the counter attack. And these 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 finals where one team is very, very cautious and always trying to hit on the counter has always led to boring games. Attack versus defense games aren't exciting. You need both teams here, free-flowing and winning the game. And I think that's what you'll get again with England and Croatia. I think both these teams will legit think that they can beat each other. Um, I don't think there's anything to fear for either side. Uh, both teams to score in this game is 11-10. to 10. That doesn't make any sense to me because England did defend well against Sweden, but England showed you who they are in other competitions. There was, you know, the, the typical Englandness about the way that they made things really, really difficult 
against Colombia by conceding that late goal um, and taking it all the way to penalty shootout. What wasn't what the, what lacked the typical Englandness was actually winning a penalty shootout. But can England win a penalty shootout against Croatia with this goalkeeper that's just some kind of penalty saving specialist? I don't know. I don't like their chances. I. I do at the same time, though, like the penalty takers that England put out in that game. I do like the form of Jordan Pickford. However, when one team has got a 100% record in penalties and has, and has won back-to-back games, that's not the route you want to go down. I think England, in 90 minutes, has to essentially happen for England to win here. And um, if we're looking at any kind of extra time, um, I'd be very, very worried from England's point of view because there are rarely goals in extra time. Only Croatia and Russia was a rare game at this World Cup that produced any goals in extra time. And that was crazy. That Russia managed to equalise after Croatia took the lead. Croatia couldn't hold that lead for very long, which makes you feel like that they're not really at the heights that they were at the start of this tournament. So I'm strongly leaning towards England being able to do this. I genuinely think we could be seeing ourselves in the World Cup final on Sunday, I I believe that, like like many others, the belief here is unbelievable, and I just hope that that doesn't result in a letdown. Because apart from the fact we have some dickheads that are jumping on bus stops and jumping on cars and just vandalising stuff in our own country, um, which doesn't make any sense, if there is a good feeling amongst amongst all like for little children from little children all the way up to old people who never thought they would see this they never thought they would see this our our golden generation is gone we've had skulls david beckham flampard gerard rio ferdinand john terry michael owen wayne rooney all of these people couldn't get to a world cup final and this next generation was supposed to be the generation that we're not as good as the last generation. This generation are supposed to be the generation where all of the best players in the Premier League are more or less foreign, which gives, which has resulted in people using the excuse, well, how do you expect us to produce good players when all the big clubs only play foreigners? And there is really only around about two or three English players in all the top clubs. Well, actually, you don't need to play for a top club. Harry Maguire has proved that Harry Maguire has managed to have a full season at Leicester for England. Kieran Trippier and the, and Deli Alley and Harry Kane and just generally this Tottenham model. Pochettino has changed everything in England football. If if English if England managed to win this World Cup, they need to give an assist to Pochettino and the players that he brought through at Tottenham because it West Ham fans always claim that West Ham won the World Cup in 1966 well Tottenham can claim that Tottenham won the World Cup here if England managed to do it because it was all the Tottenham boys and Marcus Rashford that stepped up and took those penalties that won the shootout so going on to it there's a lot of Champions League experience here for the England players you've got Liverpool players Tottenham players Man United players Man City players in this team it's a stronger team on paper than Croatia although Croatia as I said in the in the Belgium-France game, Croatia have the, the best two players on the pitch. Rakitic and Modric would walk into the England team. After that, I would say the best player on the pitch is, is Harry Kane. Yeah, people are saying he's the best striker in the world and he's a top scorer. He has scored three penalties in this tournament and one of the goals came off him. So he hasn't scored really from any kind of open play, unless you consider the two headers from uh, from the Tunisia game. And even those were really corners. So I, I think Harry Kane is, is an unbelievable striker and he's probably the best, is number nine position. But he's not a footballer like uh, Rakitic and Luka Modric, who are 
the best two footballers on this pitch. After that, though, it's all England players. Any of the other England players will walk into those positions on the Croatia pitch. Harry Maguire is the, is the best centre-back on this pitch. Carl Walker is a better defender than anybody in, in the Croatia team. Kieran Trippier is the best player on the right. Ashley Lung is the best player on the left. Harry Kane is the best striker playing in this game. Jordan Pickford is the better keeper in game. I don't know if he's a better penalty penalty saver. And that that could be the problem where England become undone. So definitely worth covering yourself here with a hedge, taking Croatia on the penalties there at nine to one. But overall, I think England are going to do it. I think we're going to a World Cup final and um, this country is going to be crazy. Have a look at some of the videos on, on, on Facebook about the England supporters and the full bars and, and everything going. It's just it's just fantastic. It's just an unbelievable time here. We've had sun. Uh, we haven't had any rain here for 26 days. England are in a fucking World Cup semi-final. Uh, all is good. All is really good. And um, obviously, if you're following all of the bets on this podcast um, and you've done that for since the beginning and you've been betting uh, $100 at a time, if, if $100 is your unit, unit stake, then you would be um, seven thousand nine hundred and thirty uh and thirty dollars up. So that's how well we've done at this point as well. The overall record is sitting at seventy one and twenty nine. So there you go, guys. I can't possibly do any better than that so good luck with your bets enjoy the semi-finals hopefully england will be there and i'll be back next time with a betting preview of the world cup final here on the sports gambling podcast network on world cup 247 thanks for listening guys